Welcome to Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Good morning. Merry Christmas. We are back. (laughs) Morning. It's been a, a week of issues and systems not working, and it's working today. Wow. So, have you had a good well, Christmas so far? It's early. It's it is early. I did. You're well, up early. Uh, yeah, I've been up since three o'clock. <laughs> Sam, I okay. came early, and so my daughter went to bed early to get up early to <clears throat> catch Santa. Oh, yeah. And it was actually really cute because I gave her her stocking and told her she had to wait till 6 o'clock in the morning to open presents. <laughs> and she ended up opening a couple early, but the minute I walked out there, she didn't hide it. She just told me flat out what she did. So how do you get mad at someone who's completely, totally honest? Uh, just sort of remind them to, are you sure you wanted to do that? (laughs) That's it. So on this holiday edition, you want to talk about something special. Yeah, it seems like, uh, I don't know, I was, I was, just thinking out loud the other day to myself saying uh, what I I understand the birth and the journey of uh, Mary and Joseph but uh, why did God pick Bethlehem I mean, whenever we, uh, whenever we think about Christmas, we separate it from. We separate Christmas from uh, the crucifixion, and 
if you take a look at the Bethlehem Star, you can actually see the uh, the cross in in that. And uh, Jesus said, uh, "For this purpose have I come." But uh, why Bethlehem? If you remember uh, back in Exodus, uh, whenever the God's children were leaving Egypt, and uh, He sent them through the through the wilderness, I think it's uh, Exodus Exodus uh, sixteen. Uh, verses 14 and 15 uh, he provided bread or manna and uh, in that the the children of God did not starve and he did not but he did uh, Well, here's one interesting aspect. Do you know what the word Bethlehem even means? Yeah, house of bread. And Jesus always refers to himself as the bread of life. Yep. And then at the Last Supper, he says, take this bread. This is my body, broken for you. If we're going to break bread together, we're breaking his body and partaking of it. So I... I thought that was uh, interesting. Uh, I like to go beyond the uh, historical aspects of mm-hmm. that's That's my take on it. I mean, somebody probably has other thoughts about it, but... Uh, I try to get people to think uh, not inside the box, maybe not even outside the box. Just get them to think about it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. So, uh, that's where that's pretty much what Christmas means to me. Uh, you know, I was doing some searching and some rabbit hole um, and you brought this up last night. And, you know, when you think about Christmas, you think, you know, you think about all the quick, you know, pleasures that we get from all the mm-hmm. gifts and things like that. And uh, I lost my train of thought. 
got derailed. Oh, yeah. Happens. Yeah. I understand that. But, okay, I got it now. You know, we forget about, you know, and it's symbolic in the story. One of my favorite Bible stories and one of my favorite Christmas songs, Little Durham Boy. And we talked about it in church, too. You know, everybody brought gifts to Jesus when he was born. And we forget about, you know, it's not about the gifts we receive. And there's a little drum of our story where all that little boy had was his drum. And he played a song. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about all the stuff that, you know, we do for everybody. And remembering, you know, that, that faith and the reason why we even celebrate Christmas. Because you look at it, everything happens for a reason. You know, theoretically, mm-hmm. if you follow the story and Jesus being born in Bethlehem, that was planned because Jesus was actually, if you look at the timeline, he was born early. He wasn't due for a couple months. If you actually read the full story and look at the little subtexts in there, she she had a few more months to go. Wow. That's interesting. I didn't, I've never caught it until, um, in our candlelight service yesterday, our pastor had broken up all the different parts of the Bible or the Christmas story and had mm-hmm. each different person read them. So it, it really paid attention to the different stories. And that's where it really clicked when they were talking about it. That's interesting. Seems like all the all the paintings uh, or all all the artists' renditions of Mary is uh, she's about ready to pop. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I never, I never heard that one. So, what, what's that uh, mean to you in in the spirit? Let's see here. Well, because the big part was is that, you know, that got you really understanding what it was that, you know, Joseph and Mary weren't 
married yet when Jesus was born. They were a couple months away from their wedding, and they wanted right. they were making sure that she got. They were supposed to be married before Jesus was born. Because theoretically, she wasn't married when Jesus was born. <laughs> well, everybody's, uh, I, I know, I had always thought they were because Gabriel, uh, whenever he showed himself to Joseph, said, uh, do not be afraid of taking Mary as your wife. And I thought thought they already had. Interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh Listening to the words and actually paying attention to what's being said. And not just, because I know we all have this habit, and I have this big habit about it too, is that when we're talking about the Bible, we hear the same stories over and over and over again. We start to drown them out and, and kind of not pay attention and just listen. So we start to miss key phrases and words that are in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm total agreement on that one. Because we already have a preconceived idea from uh, from our upbringing uh, concerning certain things. I mean, we're just now. Uh, <clears throat> I'm lo- I'm looking at uh, King David. I mean, God called him a man after his own heart. But he really did some crazy things. Yeah. So I was wondering, you know, did uh, did he suffer PTSD? I mean, he's he's in battle. You know what I mean? Especially with the fact that, you know, the battle back then is a lot different than battle now. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, in a way, I kind of think they had it a little bit easier than us in a sense to overcome things that happened. Mm -hmm. Because they experience tragedies a lot more than we do. Mm-hmm. No, and oh yeah, I agree. <laughs> and you're taught not to dwell on it in a way. Mm-hmm. But I think, like when you look at the things that David did, you start to analyze a little bit more, and you know how much he covered through things he did that weren't. Godly. 
Yet in in his writings in uh, Psalms, <clears throat> it appears truly repentant. Which he he paid he paid the price. I mean, for his uh, foolishness, you want to say? I mean, I've I've done a lot of foolish things, <laughs> and I'm still paying price in my mind. Right. I mean, I. But if you if you read Psalms fifty one, I mean, that's he he he's just crying out, and uh, God hears him. I mean, uh, God even sent Nathan the prophet to to David, and David said, <clears throat> "I have sinned in the eyes of the Lord." And Nathan said, "Okay." He's forgiven you. But there's always consequences to our uh, our actions. Correct. But, you know, the one thing is, and we're going to go a little theological, but also a little scientific on this one, is you know, King David talked about confessing after, you know, their son died. We hear a lot of different. Father, man. <clears throat> a lot of different um, key figures confess of their mistakes. <coughs> Mm-hmm. Hang on one second. Sorry, my son needed something. Dad's home, so I made Dad go deal with it. <laughs> <sighs> you know, when we confess what we did wrong... And I know this is going against the grain of everything that society is telling us to do now. We're supposed to live in this toxic positivity where everything is okay no matter what. And really what that's teaching us is to ignore the bad, bury it, and live drinking the Kool-Aid land and being delusional. But, you know, not only when you confess the bad or the things that are going on to God, you're doing it for yourself too. You're recognizing the fact that, you know, bad things happen, but it's okay. You know, it's how you deal with them and and show and understand them, not only what you did wrong or what wrong happened to you, but but being okay with that and forgiving yourself 
which is, you know, accepting someone else forgiving you is 10 times easier than you forgiving yourself for things. If that makes sense. Uh, if we, we and when we ask God for forgiveness for our uh, nonconformity to His ways, uh, when we sin in thought, word, and deed. Uh, scripture says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he thrown our transgressions from him. But do we throw our transgressions that far? Or do we throw them in a bag and put them over our shoulder and walk away? I think a lot of us don't forgive our transgressions, depending on what they are. All right. It's easy to forgive the the little things we do wrong, but it's harder for us to forgive the big things that we do wrong. Especially with, you know, a lot of our veterans and things that we do. Well, I'm hoping everybody has a uh, has a safe and nice Christmas today. I can't believe it's Christmas, man. Yeah, December went through really fast. Well, especially because you know the weather's insane. At least where the Midwest it is. Yeah, I heard it was uh, what 51 last night. Yeah. Rain. Yep. That's and we got rain fifty coming today. Well, like the state's divided in like half. So the southern part of Minnesota is going to be warm and raining, and then the northern half is going to be blizzards. <laughs> in whiteout conditions. So depending on where you live in Minnesota, it depends on what your weather is going to be. Oh, boy. But I love the new trend that's going on for Christmas where all the stores and everything are shutting down. Today or for good? Um, They did for Christmas. Like Walmart, Target, grocery stores. A lot of stores that used to be open are now shut down. They're going back Mm. to that trend. That's good. 
that's a good thing. Yeah, a lot of us can spend time with our families, which is usually a good thing. Uh, definitely. No, I think a new sh- a show coming up in the coming weeks would be would be a good one. Would be you know the misconceptions of what Jesus says, some of the misquoted quotes, like one of them oh, is yeah. you know Jesus claimed to have said, "Follow your heart." Mm-hmm. Which he never said, because he always says your heart can lie. You follow me. Right. And I am how, the way to truth and life. How we the words around to make what we do okay. <clears throat> and God never said God. Uh, God helps those who help themselves or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. He never said that. Uh Mm-mm. So, it's crazy how I I look at the Bible like a I think I told you this once before, sort of as a uh, like a car accident mm-hmm. with lots of witnesses, five witnesses, and you're going to have five different answers. That is true. You know, my but, favorite one <laughs> is, uh, one of my favorite ones is judge not that you not be judged. Yeah, I try to try to do that. Doesn't always work. <laughs> but quote is Matthew seven one. Okay. Give me one minute. Do not judge or you too will be judged. Well, in the same way you judge others, you'll be judged and with measure you use. It'll be measured to you three. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? (laughs) And a lot of our misquoted quotes actually came from English folklores. Aesop's fables were a famous one for that. Like, God helps those who help themselves. Was actually not even found in the Bible. It was um, quoted from Aesop's fables. Is that Aesop's 
tables? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Couldn't quite get a handle on that on that one. Uh, but yeah. <coughs> but that's like you know, how we construe so much, even like the Disney fairy tales and how the princesses are bad and, you know, we forget about the hidden meanings in everything and what it is. You know, it's like Bethlehem and the small little town. But some of our key figures in the Bible came from this town. You know, I like to think about it in the sense that, you know, so many people talk about that, you know, well, you know, we don't stand a chance in becoming something because we came from this small town. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't we don't get the opportunities that everybody else is because we're not you know from the big cities. But that's your what happens in your life is what you make of it. That's it. <clears throat> and it's what you do with the circumstances of your life. And perfect example is King David started out as a, you know, herding sheep. He got really proficient with the uh, slingshot or sling. He'd kill a kill a lion on the run with a with that. And then he went up against Goliath. Yeah. <laughs> Our Goliaths are mere uh, anthills compared to our God. Mm-hmm. And that's it is, you know, people forget that. We live in a society now where we dwell and we, instead of overcoming, we sit and play the victim. Right. Because it's so much easier to blame bad things on God. as opposed to taking responsibility and understanding things happen. And it's really just part of a bigger plan. You know, a bad thing may happen today, but doesn't mean it's going to always stay bad. Right. (sighs) 
sun still comes out after the after the rain. It may take a while. <laughs> I was going to say something. I can't think of what it was now. <laughs> um, There's a really good quote from Denzel Washington because he's a very strong Christian. Mm-hmm. And I actually sent it to James the other day when he was going through what he was going through. And it always reminds me of the old cartoons where you have the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other. Mm-hmm. And he just reminds us, you know, when our intentions are pure and good, bad things tend to happen sometimes because it's a test. It's, you know, Jesus gets tempted by the devil all the time. You know, Satan works in these ways to help push us to the wrong, wrong way. That's why bad things happen. And if we stay in our path uh, to do the things that we're supposed to do, we may not know what we're supposed to do. We just got to follow the signs and those paths to show us the way we're supposed to go and deal with those obstacles. It makes it a challenge, but, you know, Every great key figure in the Bible had bad things happen to them. Yep. Yeah, Saul got uh, lost the kingdom and David lost four sons. We are we are not um, not uh, what what sword I want. We're not immune to uh, tragedies and difficulties, but he can make those things. Turn out for the good. The the coolest thing I've seen lately is, you know, the more we're back to making faith a status quo and a good thing, you're not being demonized as much as you used to be. Mm. <laughs> but there's been more and more different things coming out that they find over in the Middle East that show these key figures in the Bible really existed, that the story wasn't made up. Oh, yeah. You know, they found um, stones of sulfur. Sulfur? 
Aha. Found on that a little bit. <laughs> I'm not following that one. They're calling it the the sulfur balls of um, Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh. Okay. Um, the fire and brimstone story. Mm-hmm. The uh, what first nuclear strike? Huh. They're calling that the first nuclear strike because basically uh, Sanders turned to glass, and that's about what uh, what a nuclear bomb does. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, it was really kind of cool. Um, even the Discovery um, just um, talks about it and did some investigations in it. And over in the Jordan Valley near the Dead Sea, and how um, the destruction of Sodom being destroyed, parts of the walls were sheared off. They found melted shards of pottery and precious metals all covered in heavy ash. Salt, heavy ash. They've also found shocked quartz and then tiny balls containing iron and silica. There's so much out there that uh, <clears throat> our finite minds just have a hard time comprehending or understanding until <clears throat> the light of the spirit is shown upon it. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of like the Bible prophecies where they, you know, Nostradamus and others claim that you know, if you decode the Bible, you can know what's going to happen. But you don't see um, it until after it happens because you can't, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh It's, I like to read about Nostradamus, uh, but I take everything with a grain of salt, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This is interesting. It's not something I know a lot about. You may know more about it. Japan's Killing Stone. The what? Um, it's called the Killing Stone. I've heard of it. I don't know that much uh, about it either. 
some about an evil spirit trapped in the Seto Siki stone. Okay. It's split in half. So apparently dark forces, the predictions are dark forces are being unleashed by an evil vixen hung over over Japan. This famous volcanic rock is said to kill anyone who comes into contact with it was now found split in two. Mythology says the object contains a transformed corpse of Tamamo no May. The beautiful woman who had been part of a secret plot hatched to by a feudal warlord to kill Emperor Toba, who reigned in 1107 to 1123. Hmm. Okay. I had no idea. I've heard of it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know where it was, or I know it was in Japan, but <clears throat> I don't know what uh, what part. Um, is that around Mount Fuji? Um, I believe similar, somewhere over in that area by the Mineral Springs. I'm not too familiar with. Japan area, I'd have to ask my son. Hmm. I always thought the mineral springs were in northern Hokkaido. Yeah, I don't. I'm not that smart. You're smarter than you think you are. (laughs) When it comes to things like that, I don't. I really am not. You know, um, countries change names so often, and boundaries are reborn. And I mean, you literally have to study it every day or live there to keep track of all the new stuff that everything that keeps changing. Oh, ain't that the truth? Wow. Did you hear from anybody else? I mean, is anybody else on? Nope, not online? today. Not today? Just you and me, eh? Yeah, but they've been no. having issues with their lines, and it's Christmas. Yeah, it is Christmas. That's quite all right. Uh, tell, tell me a little bit more about this uh, syndication. Uh... <clears throat> so one of the things we're working on is um, establishing the radio to go onto an actual radio station where you can actually pull up your radio and listen to it and not be just online. 
And so I ha- we have some interviews coming up with a, with um, a couple different radio stations out of L.A. that are looking at syndicating what we're doing. Nice. And uh, we're going to talk about, you know, going to take and what they're looking for and make sure what we, our goals and stuff align with what what they have planned mm-hmm. so that all of our stuff aligns. But, you know, there'll be a, one of the shows we're looking at is this morning show. And another one is going to be the show coming up Starting next week, it'll be another morning show, and it's called Courage Rising, and it's all about trauma and mental health mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. we're going to break trauma down to the roots from the what trauma is, how it affects you. And how to overcome it. It's kind of like Reboot, which is an organization and free support group and lessons on how to overcome trauma on steroids. We're going to go deeper and farther into trauma and how it affects you, the mind and the body connection, and how to understand, you know, I from from my world, you know, in the military, you're taught how to turn on the system where you're always alert. Yeah. You know, where a lot of civilians don't notice things to the point in our world it becomes distracting. Like someone walking in a room, it'll, we'll know it instantly. Mm. How, to, how to be able to shut that down a little bit? So you're not always on the state of alert to being able to relax, standing what your triggers are and how to learn to deal with those triggers so they don't affect you the same way. You know, from fireworks to cars backfiring to the smell of smoke. Yeah, <clears throat> I've done pretty good with uh, fireworks. Of course, it took me a lot of years. My first couple of years in the civilian world, I had a hard time. Fourth of July, yeah. it didn't help. I had jerky neighbors that liked to fire them off right by our house, right by the the window. But uh, I was, when I first started, or first got out, I'd have my headset on, blaring music, just doing my own thing, hidden in a hole in my house, basically. And now, as long as I can see it, and I, you know, I'm okay with it, because my kids now light them and play with them, (laughs) struggle with the smell of smoke. So do I. I can tell you, it's almost like a fireman where you can tell you what, where it's coming from, what's on fire. 
and I don't eat anything that's got a smoke smell. I don't do a lot of grilling. <coughs> I haven't done any grilling, but <clears throat> I do like steak. <laughs> we'll be doing that next weekend. God, that's so weird to say that. I'm going to be grilling in Minnesota in January. <laughs> A lot of people do. They keep their, their grills in their garage and they bring them out to their driveways, you know, and grill all year round. But I'm one of those that I don't to be out in the cold. I'm not. <laughs> I I hear you. I hear that. <laughs> you know, and understanding all those different things, understanding what your body is telling you. You know, we live in a society where. Even therapists are jumping on this bandwagon to where the only real emotion you're supposed to feel every day is happy. And you start to no. ignore, oh, it's sad. It's called, you know, um, it's gaslighting or negative positivity to the point of it's toxic. You become so disillusioned. But burying all those emotions have negative consequences, not on, not only in your mind, but also in your body. Standing the way your body reacts to things is a big key factor in helping you overcome your triggers, your trauma, your mental health. Being able to just feel those emotions is crucial and understanding it's okay to be sad. And how to listen to your body when you're sad. Because, you know, people forget God gave us these emotions. Our bodies yeah. are designed to run on their own perfectly. Exactly. And how you deal with things is how it affects your body. You know, from migraines to, you know, stress can actually cause heart conditions and heart problems. Yeah. You know, once you learn this mind-body connection, things from losing weight to immune system problems All these little things in, that afflict you in your health are all affected by your mind and what your body is telling you, and you're not listening to it. And I, I go through it. I went through it personally myself. You know, dealing with life and stress and bearing it all, I ended up with heart problems that I don't have anymore because I've learned how to deal with my stress. To you know, migraines and anemia issues. Well, yeah, the uh, the mind is like the CPU of a computer. I mean, it tells your body 
what to do and our lives are uh, what are our thoughts make mm-hmm. if you want to be healthy think healthy that has a big factor in it, but also not ignoring what your body is telling you. Right. Right. You know, you hear... Well, too often. Go ahead. You hear a lot of guys, you know, ignoring, and I say this because guys go to the doctor far less than females. But, you know, guys ignoring little things until it was to the point of no return. And if they would have just paid attention to the little things, it would have been fine. You know, women, more than men, make themselves sick by telling themselves they don't feel good. No, I got a headache because you don't want to do something. Even though you didn't have one, you end up getting headaches because you keep telling yourself you have a headache. You tell everybody else you have a headache. Well, as you say it, it's going into your mind. Yeah. Uh, all you're doing is speaking it into existence. You know what blows my mind about all this is uh. they figured this out thousands of years ago. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of our theories are now being proven correct. But they already knew all this before we had the technology to prove it. So when How we talk about know? the Yeah. You know, we talk about cutting edge technology and cutting edge theories. They're not cutting I mean they're cutting edge in the fact of proven correct. But really, they've been around for thousands of years. It's like, you know, frequency <laughs> music. And like the Tibetan monks and their um, bell, or their um, bowls. Yeah. I love their bowls. <laughs> I'm buying a set for my son for his birthday because he loves that frequency oh. music. There's actual pillar um, in some of those old ancient um, tombs, or not tombs, um, temples that are built hundreds of years ago their pillars actually will rotate. You can physically turn them. And they're the ones, that's what's actually holding up the walls of the ceiling. Yeah. And as you turn them, um, when they do their chants, a different frequency will actually resonate. Mm-hmm. And they've proven that these different frequencies, like one of them is called the God frequency. When you listen to it, yeah. it actually helps heal everything in your body. That's why a lot of uh, Westerners are going with the uh, tuning fork therapy. So, yeah, I know. I was was a massage therapist for a long time, and I was, everything has a frequency. Well, it looks like we're getting to the end here. It is. So, once again, thank you for joining us today. Join us back here tomorrow at noon for Travel Tuesday. And we 
have our weekly shows lined up, provided that the system works. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. So I hope from my family, from the Hope Collection, from Optimize My Life Radio, to all of you listening, have a very Merry Christmas and enjoy the day with your family. Amen. I agree with that. I concur. Merry Christmas to all. And uh, remember, this is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And remember to always keep a prayer out for all of our men and women in uniform that cannot make it home due to circumstances beyond their control. Amen. Remember, everybody, everyone deployed. So have a okay. good day. Have, have a good night. Bye for now. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 